Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. My good friend Mike Gross joins us. Great to see you on Saturday. Great to be with you right now. Hi, Steve. How are you? Doing great. You sound a little little, uh, eclectic today. I'm fine. We're just having fun today. All right, got a basketball game sure. tonight. That's what we're here. That's why yeah. we're here, man. Yeah, they, you know what? It's sports. If you can't have fun with it, you're in the wrong business. That's for sure. Unless you're Frank Reich. All right, so. Uh... Oh, Frank Reich. <laughs> like me, a graduate of Cedar Crest High School in Lebanon, Pennsylvania. So I'm, uh, yeah. I am was sad to hear that today. I was sad to yeah. hear that. He is a good guy. and uh, But it really didn't work. It really didn't work. And now you know how that business is. Yeah. And then that is, it is the business. Uh, yep. Penn State was in bounce-back mode for the second time this season. For the second time, they bounced back with a with a win by a margin. What did you think Saturday? Yeah, you're right. It it, uh, it was the kind of thing that you, you – it's easy to say, well, it was Indiana, but you're, you're right. It's the second time that they bounced back from – uh, taking a hit, and uh, well, the, my big t- takeaway from this, uh, Steve, was you know one of James's themes for the last year and a half, maybe, has been we got to get deeper, we got to develop depth, and uh, that really manifested on Saturday with their beat up offensive line, and then uh, you know they get another injury to the offensive line on the first snap of the game, and uh, still manage to hold that thing together. Uh, and uh, and run the ball pretty effectively and uh, win pretty easily. And obviously their defense was very dominant uh, in, I think, the kind of game that they really thrive in because they really knew that Indiana was not a threat to run the ball. So it was kind of in a way similar to the Purdue game, almost like a 7-1-7 type approach. Yeah. And, and, and all those guys that Penn State has that can run around and fly around and make plays, uh, that came to the fore, and uh, yeah, I thought it was a pretty good win. I, I really thought they played well. It's one thing to see the tackles for losses, but back to your point about depth, Mike, the fact that it came from 12 different guys, right. that tells That's me amazing. something, too. That might be college football history. That may be, I mean, who could ever research yeah. that, but that, that may never have happened before. 13 TFLs in one half, and then... <laughs> All those different guys getting them amazing, yeah. And three different three interceptions by three different guys too. There is everyone talks about Drew Aller, and I understand that because look, I mean, we all everybody sees the talent. They're excited yep. about it. I understand that. James has been. This is my opinion. You can tell me again. You know, <laughs> if I'm wrong or not. But there's been a consistency okay. to me as to how he's handled this. Have you seen that, that he's been consistent as to how he has handled Sean and then when to bring Drew in? Yeah, well, he's been consistent in how he's handled it. I think I think his his uh, sort of rhetoric in dealing with us has changed a little bit, which, which is not that important, but it, it, it's sort of interesting to me. And for the first time this year, he really said what I thought he should have said, even if it sounds dismissive he he said after the game on Saturday he said uh, you know everybody's got an opinion but hardly anybody has one percent of the information that 
I have to make the decision. And then that's just the truth. I, I, I Maybe he's afraid of sounding arrogant by saying that, but obviously that's true. We, we, we don't even, even the teeny amount that we get to see in the media of practice uh, is no indication of what's going on uh, in terms of in the meeting room and all of that stuff. And and you don't and also you can't even see watching the game the full impact that a guy like Clifford could have in terms of getting them into the right stuff and reading the right things and 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 all of that. So uh, you know here we are. You can't say that it hasn't basically worked, right? I mean, the way this season is going. When you've watched Drew. All right. Uh, again, you just you've had the ability to watch the games. When you've watched him, yep. what have you liked? Um, well, he's such a big guy, and he has such a quick release uh, that um, you, you know. I mean, what the football geeks call arm talent. He's got oodles of that. That's uh, anybody yeah. who uh, can see anything can see that. And one of the things that is sort of a litmus test to me of a guy who can, just as a passer, is his ability to make those throws into tight windows in the red zone. Because that's yeah. decision-making and arm strength and quick release and accuracy. That's all of those things in one little, one little instant. And you saw it, I think, particularly with the first touchdown pass he threw on uh, Saturday. But, all, but kind of both of those. Um, that, that's one of the things that I always look for, and, and that is a big checkmark uh, positive in his favor. Yeah, the one that he threw to Johnson, he just laid it up there, perfect. And then the one he yep. threw to Wallace, I think my exact quote in the broadcast when I looked at Jack, I said, that was a dart. Yeah, well, that's, uh, the, that's the one that I was talking about most. That's yeah. the one. That they, uh, the, those throws when 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 the when the defense has a small, relatively small amount of vertical space to cover, so they can kind of fill his field of vision with bodies, and he's got to he's got to stick it in there. It has to be a dart, and uh, yeah, so that's encouraging to me. Which now brings us to Sean Clifford. Clifford was asked mm-hmm. after the game about about Drew, and he's singing his praises left and right about Drew. And the it was asked about criticism. He says, "Look, I'm a happy guy." Um, I, I'll you, tell you, I love that quote. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm I, a happy dude. I thought that was really, yeah. I thought that was a great, a great little quote. I, 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 I wish I would have used it. I, 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 I couldn't quite find a way to work it into what I wrote. But, but, uh, yeah, that was exactly the right thing to say, uh, and. Uh, and, and exactly the right way to be if you're a college football player. And, and uh, uh, I like that a lot, yeah. All right, so, I mean, the, the two running backs, Singleton and Allen, they came in, a lot of hype, a lot of talk. Yep. You now watch them go through nine games of seeing them out there in a little bit different styles. What have you thought of the two freshmen? Well, it's been they've been they've been terrific. I mean, to have two of them, and and now they're really, I mean, it's they've been relied upon for almost the whole way. And I think, I think I might ask James about this at the at the press conference tomorrow. Uh, I think that I've seen Singleton in the last couple of weeks, and particularly Saturday, make some progress in some of the areas that Catron Allen. It seems to come naturally to Catron Allen. 
how to use your blockers, how to use the vision thing, how to stop and go and make people miss, how to get that extra yard or two after contact. I, I, I'm seeing Singleton make a little progress in that area, uh, in addition to his unbelievable speed and strength. I mean, down the road, that yeah. could make him be an unbelievable player. But Katron Allen was, uh, you know, as good a player as there was on the field on Saturday. I thought he was really good. I was, I said something about him being maybe the Big Ten freshman and offensive player of the week, but it turned out that a freshman for Iowa ran for 200 yards on Saturday, yeah. so I guess he uh, aced him out for those, honor, for those uh, you know, honors, but uh, yeah, Allen was really good, and those guys, I mean, we expected them to play. I think we expected them to play early, but to have, to be dependent on in this way uh, it's easy to say now that that you you saw it coming, but you can't you can't assume that they've both been really good. After watching the running attack the last two years, Mike, in twenty and twenty one, where there's some talent, there's no getting around it. How different though is it watching the way these guys run the ball and how they use their offensive linemen, and what has it meant to the passing game? Well, uh, I, it opens up the playbook in every way. Uh, and 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 uh, just being able to, I, I've I've had this thought so many times, just covering the games and watching the games where, where on first and ten they run the ball and get three or four yards. That's so much <laughs> that changes everything. And, you know that whole idea of being ahead of the sticks, and that opens up your playbook, and that opens up your options, and that makes you harder to to defend. Um, it, it's been huge. And then when you add the element of both Allen and Singleton able to make a big play, able to hit a home run in the running game. Uh, particularly Singleton did that early, and a couple times, uh, you know, Allen has done it now a couple times too. Uh, you know, it's hard to overstate. It's a it's a big deal, and it's it's uh, it, it's made them so much harder to defend. I, I think there's no question. You, you know, after watching Ohio State and Michigan. What's, what's your thoughts on those two teams? Um, I would I would put uh, I would put Michigan a little bit ahead of Ohio State, uh, just because I actually Ohio State uh, struggles to run the ball, and that has happened the last couple weeks. Uh, we, we've seen that uh, in particular with Ohio State, uh, but they've got a great quarterback and a great system and unbelievable receivers. So they're going to have a puncher's chance against against anybody. It's funny to say Ohio State having a puncher's chance. I guess that's not really what I mean. But, but you know, that, that threat of the passing game. Um, I think they're two of the best three or four teams in the country. I think it's entirely possible that they could both make the playoff. And uh, that would change some of the opportunities maybe for bowl games for Penn State if that happens. Um, You know, I'm impressed with the way Michigan has, in short order, rebuilt its defense. When you look at what they lost defensively, I mean, uh, especially those DNs who were, uh, what, uh, number two two pick and then then like the number 20 pick in the first round or something like that. Uh, They've rebuilt their defense really fast. I, they might have the best offensive line in the country, and we know how important. We just talked about that. We know how important that is. Um, and there, here's another thing: uh, in 2020, granted that was the COVID year, and it almost doesn't count. But 
Michigan was not very good not that long ago, and they no. uh, it's been a remarkable turnaround uh, with that, and then to to again turn it over after losing a lot on the defensive side this year. I'm mean, really impressed with what Michigan's doing right now. Yeah, and the, there's one interesting side note to this year's Ohio State-Michigan game. It'll be the first time in four years Michigan's played at Ohio State. They haven't played there. Yeah, people forget yeah, that game in 20. Yeah, why is that? Why is that? In 20, the, the last the, game they played because of COVID was against Penn State, and they canceled the Ohio yeah. State game in Columbus. Yeah, that's that, yeah, that's right. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that crazy? Well, you start thinking end, about stuff is. like that. Yeah, yeah. You notice those things, Steve. Eh, uh, eh, uh, you know. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I guess I'm a geek. Who knows? <laughs> nah, <laughs> that seems a little harsh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, it's always a pleasure, my friend. Great talking to you. It's always great talking just off to the side, let alone in a format like this. Great to have you with us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks, Steve. Anytime.